This is, 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 this will always, will always, be always, will always, will always, will always, will always, will always, the rear, the rear, the rear, the rear, make it, make it, make it, make it, tell me what it is, bam, What is going on, family? Oh man, um, Brandon here, steady, stead, one half of uh, TRNT. Uh, just wanted to hit you with a quick little recap of this crazy uh, UFC on ESPN, uh, UFC Philadelphia. Justin Gaethje taking on Edson Barboza in the main event. Man, these uh, these last couple of kind of no pay per view cards have been pretty satisfying uh i don't know if you guys feel the same way but it's like these cards are i mean there's some interesting matchups on them but then it's also kind of like i don't really feel like watching it i don't know maybe uh maybe i'm not as big of a mma guy as i i thought i was but sometimes you get surprised sometimes when you're not excited for a fight uh and then the card happens it's uh just a, a really exciting card, and I think uh, these past couple ones have really lived up to uh, some good hype. You had uh, Masvidal knocking out Darren Till. That was crazy, and then piecing up uh, Leon Edwards with the three-piece in the soda. Um, and now, yeah, some some fight news announced uh, with him coming up too. So uh, a lot of interesting stuff. So I just wanted to kind of touch base with you guys, see what's going on, and give you kind of my take on what's going on in the MMA world this week. So uh, we'll get into the recap of UFC Philly. A couple of fights that I wanted to talk about. I was kind of looking in a couple of these, and um, there were some definite good matchups. One of the the good girl fights that I was looking forward to was uh, um, the Karate Hottie. uh, Watterson taking on Carolina. I'm not even going to try and pronounce her last name. Kowalikowski's... Uh, strong ass Polish name. Uh, nothing wrong with that. I got a little bit of Polish in me. Um, my dad called me a Polak when I was younger. That's uh, that's a different story, and we're not gonna get into that. But um, no, that was a good fight, and uh, you know I was definitely rooting for uh, Michelle Waterson. Uh, I'm I'm definitely a fan of her, but also Carolina. She's a sweetheart, and um, you know great fighter as well. But um, looks like uh, Michelle got it taken care of uh got the got the nod from the judges uh unanimous decision um and she's wanting to go for the gold now so some interesting things happen in uh in that division we got uh thug rose coming back uh taking on jessica andrade i believe uh one of these uh ufc's coming up here pretty soon so uh we'll see what happens if the belt changes hands and and where michelle kind of falls into that conversation but she's definitely right there in my opinion um kind of has been um in her last few fights, uh, she, she's been doing uh, pretty good, kind of coming out, showing up. Uh, and then her daughter, who's the spitting image of her. Don't know if y'all saw this. Uh, I think it was last week or leading up to fight week. She put out a, a message to Dana White from one boss to another. She's a cookie boss. Uh, she uh, is selling Girl Scout cookies, and she wanted to sell 2000 Ended up selling close to 3000 Dana White bought about 1000 uh, And then Tony Robbins, out of nowhere. Uh, the inspirational speaker that's a fucking giant and like seven feet tall, or I don't know, he has like the giant disease uh, where he's not like that tall, but 
He just has that crazy deep voice and that head that looks like he should be a giant. Um, good dude though. Nothing against him. <laughs> I definitely like listening to his speeches too, but he bought some and he's going to donate them to a local, uh, local food bank. So, uh, that was pretty awesome. But yeah, she sold like 3000 cookies. So shout out to, uh, mini karate. Uh, I'm not going to say that, uh, mini Watterson will go with, uh, I'm trying to keep it clean. Uh, but yeah, that was a great fight. Uh, the other fight that I was, uh, kind of eyeing was, uh, was Josh Emmett and Michael Johnson. Um, so that was a, a crazy finish. Josh, Josh Emmett was, was kind of getting pieced up a little bit. Those first couple rounds, uh, wasn't looking too good. And it was kind of funny because, uh, Dominic Cruz was commentating on the fight with, uh, DC and John Anik. And, uh, he literally just said like something like, yeah, Josh is, is coming up short for the W on this fight or something to that degree. It was kind of a weird statement, but basically he was saying like he was kind of not doing enough to win the fight. And then bam, that overhand right, uh, clocked, uh, clocked Johnson and Johnson just stiffened up and fell back. Uh, and he was out. So, uh, Josh got a huge knockout win, came the third round, so kind of like a come behind, come from behind victory. Um, so uh, that that was definitely a, a wild finish. But um, and I guess Josh was bitching about it afterwards that he didn't get the the knockout of the night or performance of the night or no bonus. Um, honestly, dude, when you're fighting on a card with uh, Justin Gaethje don't count on any fucking bonuses because win, lose, draw, that motherfucker's taking all the bonuses. So um, it's going to be a tough night for you. So you better count them pennies and, and save that shit because uh, you're definitely not getting a bonus. So, uh, But it was a good finish. It was it was a strong finish, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But Michael Johnson, you know, he usually does bounce back. Uh, he was in good spirits afterwards, posted on Twitter, and, you know, said I'll be back stronger from this. So uh, shout out to him. Hopefully... Uh, hopefully he can come back and uh, string together some stuff. I feel like he's kind of been slipping a little bit lately, but um, I've always been, you know, a fan of him. He's, uh, you know, he's a damn good fighter, but that that division is uh, is pretty freaking stacked and log jammed at the same time. Uh, so I think they're 55ers, I'm pretty sure, and uh, you know what's going on at the top there. So uh, what else do we have on that fight? Let me see. So Paul Craig and Kennedy, nope, I'm not saying that name. I, I caught a little bit of that fight, and um, it was funny. I, I saw Paul Craig go for a couple of submissions, but they were, like, kind of half-ass and weird and, like, not fully, like, I, I don't I don't study jujitsu. Nadim does, and obviously, you know, uh, the dude's commentating on the fight. I, I didn't hear them commentating on it, but... Um, even myself, like an untrained eye, I'm looking at some of these submission attempts and I'm scratching my head like, bro, what? Well, no, that's, that's not what you do. Like, are you, are you trying to break his arm or, or hold his hand? Like what? It, it was just weird, but it's funny. I, I, I walked away and, and didn't see the finish to that, but he ended up getting a triangle choke. So, uh, shout out to, to Paul Craig uh, getting, uh, the submission. He was, he was working for it and he finally got it. Uh, so that was, uh, and I think he got a, he got a bonus. So maybe that's why Josh Emmett was a little pissed. Uh, the co-main event, uh, was a couple middleweights. Uh, I believe, yeah, middleweights. I say that because, uh, I was just watching. Oh yeah. Okay. Now I get it. 
Sorry, I was going back in my head. Uh, Jack Hermanson taking on David Branch. Um, I just saw some highlights of David Branch knocking Tiago Santos the fuck out when he fought at middleweight. Um, and Tiago Santos, as you all know, now has moved up to light heavyweight and he's challenging John Jones, um, Pico Graham, uh, arguably one of the goats, whether he's tainted or not. Um, no one's really been able to solve that riddle with John Jones. So, uh, we'll see where that goes, but David Branch easily dismantled Tiago Santos and, uh, knocked him cold the fuck out. So, uh, so yeah, he, he, I guess had enough at middleweight and wanted to move up. Uh, but David Branch didn't have a good night. Uh, Jack Hermanson uh, took care of him, uh, made quick and easy work of him. Round one, guillotine, guillotine, uh, 49 seconds. Uh, tapped my boy out and then called out Chris Weidman. So uh, that's that's an interesting matchup. And sure, why not? Why not? What else is Chris Weidman doing? Um, you got Gaslam and... Um, I Adesanya fighting for the vacant strap, or not the vacant, but fucking one of the interim fake belts that doesn't matter and gets stripped and gets thrown out like candy. Um, so yeah, I think that's a good matchup. Why not? Let's so let's run that and see what happens. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a slick uh, slick little guillotine. He he sunk in and uh, he he looks good. I, I haven't I, I don't know much about this uh, Jack Hermanson dude, but. Uh, I could say that uh, I was pretty impressed with the uh, with the submission there. Uh, and then let's see the main event. Yeah, really, there wasn't too much going on on that fight card. Under under the undercard was uh, I think Ray Borg was on there. He was upset about a decision. Um, I was definitely a fan of his. Um, you know, up to that DJ fight where he got that crazy ass you know flying armbar um, sunk in on him. But uh, he, I guess, he lost. I'm trying to look through here too. And then you had, uh, yeah, fuck it. Let's just talk about the main event. Justin Gaethje and Edson Barboza. We knew going into this, it was going to be a crazy fight one way or the other. They both have ridiculous leg kicks. Like their fucking leg kicks just chop dudes down. And uh, Barboza was hitting Gaethje with some, uh, with some crazy head kicks, uh, not head kicks, sorry, leg kicks. And, uh, you could tell they were fucking hurting. I'm actually watching the... I wanted to watch this replay again. Gaethje was uh, throwing some little leg kicks too. I definitely didn't think it was going to be over as quick as it was. Yeah. Barboza almost took that fucking leg off. And then hit it again. But Gaethje is such a fucking... Oh, damn. Man, if you blinked... <laughs> And what's funny about that, yeah, if you blinked or if you were DC looking at your phone, uh, texting with your boo, talking about, girl, pick me up some Popeye's chicken, pick me up a two-piece and a biscuit, whatever the fuck he eats from Popeye's, he missed it. He legit missed the knockout and uh, and didn't know what the hell was happening. Maybe maybe it wasn't the Gaethje fight. I think it was the Gaethje fight. One of the knockouts of the nights, DC completely missed it. And I love it because they have the cam on those guys. And you totally see DC looking at his phone. And then all the, you know, Anik and uh, and Dominic Cruz are like, oh, it's over. And DC tries to say some shit. He's like, oh, it, oh. And you could totally see, like, he's like, fuck, I totally missed it. So it'd be funny. Like, you know, you always think about at work and shit. You know, if you work retail or wherever you work. If you're like busted on your phone, fucking around, doing Facebook, texting somebody, or just not 
paying the fuck attention. Like, you know that look. And that was exactly the look that DC gave. He was like, oh, fuck. Someone's going to talk to me about this. Like, bro, it's your job. Your one function. You had one job, DC. And that was to watch these fights and talk about them in real time. And he didn't do it. <laughs> he's, he's looking at his phone. So uh, that was pretty funny. I, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think it was the Justin Gaethje fight. I think it was... Uh, Josh Emmett and, uh, and, uh, fucking Michael Johnson, uh, when, when that knockout happened, but the Gaethje knockout was ridiculous. It was, it was reminiscent of, of Edson Barboza when he, uh, I think it was Terry Adam. Um, if I'm saying that name right, Adam, a, a team, I don't know, whatever the fuck it was, but he hit him with that spinning roundhouse and his, his whole body just kind of curved, but then went stiff at the same time. And then he just fell back and, uh, that's what happened to Barboza, man. It was a beautiful knockout. Didn't see it coming. Um, and, man, Gaethje's got some nice overhands. Like, he sets them up well. You know, looking back at when he fought James Vick, he kind of tagged him with a left, uh, I think it was a left jab, and just just touched him to reposition his head and then swung over top with that fucking overhand right. Dude didn't even see it coming and just slumped him. Um so Gaethje, man, I, I, I was a fan of the dude when he was in, in World Series of Fighting, formerly World Series of Fighting. Now it's fucking PFL or Professional Fight League. Way better name, by the way. So shout out to Ray Sufo on, on noticing that was a piece of shit name and changing it. Um, but when he was over there, I was like, eh, what's his talent like? You always wonder what the talent's like in these other organizations because UFC's just kind of monopolized in a sense um mma to a degree i think now we're starting to see a little bit more um excuse me a little more talent and uh i don't give a fuck i don't care if i burp i do that when nedim's here i'll do it when he's not here nedim's i don't know i think he's uh doing some i think he had a a fucking jujitsu match this weekend but um what was i saying I was talking about, I don't know. I was talking about Barboza when he knocked that dude out. I lost my train of thought now. Fuck. Oh, Ray Sifo, other organizations. Here we go. Now I'm back on track. Yeah, so these other organizations are starting to get some good talent. So, yeah, I was I was definitely a fan of Justin Gaethje. And I think he won their, like, uh, million-dollar prize or whatever it was back in the day when they had that. And, um, you know, I was watching this dude. I'm like, yeah, okay, he's, he's not bad. And then he, he came to the UFC and he had, I think he lost his first fight. I know he fought Eddie Alvarez. I think he fought, fuck, I'm trying to remember who else he fought. He fought a couple dudes and I think he's lost twice now. I think he's got two losses on his record. Um, and he was undefeated when he came, when he came to the UFC. So at first I was like, Oh, maybe, okay. Maybe this dude isn't, uh, isn't as sweet as everybody thought he was. But then I'm like watching this dude. He's 30 years old. Yeah, he's he's relatively young uh, for the sport. Yeah, he's got two losses. Let's see who he lost to. Dustin Poirier. Oh yeah, yeah. Dustin Poirier with the uh, those damn leg kicks. Both of them. They were hitting some crazy leg kicks. And he lost to Eddie Alvarez. Yeah. So those are those aren't any slouch dudes. He's lost to. He beat Michael Johnson. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Justin Gaethje. Um, 
his his post fight backflips off the fucking top of the the cage are perfect 10 10 across the board he fucking sticks the landing he he's just like the casual fight fans dream come true um and and you know even uh even the hardcore love his style um but he's uh he's going for that most violent man in the UFC and you can't help but argue he's pretty fucking good at, at just being a scrapper and taking his lumps and giving some too and just he's fucking game and he said it best after his uh after his win over Barboza he was born bred and and raised for this shit and he loves it so he's going to keep doing it till the wheels fall off and and that's good news for us right we get to watch some more entertaining fights um they had him up at the uh the panel or whatever with uh who who was up there Paul Felder um and Karen Bryant and uh whoever else that does that I think it was maybe John Anik up there with them but they were talking to Justin Gaethje and he was just kind of recapping the fight and then they brought up that Paul Felder wanted to fight him and uh and Karen was kind of you know pitching for it and saying his spinning elbows and your style don't you think it'd be a good fight and Gaethje was like don't get your man beat up and Paul Felder was like, come on. It got a little tense for a minute. That was pretty cool, though. But it, it sounds like Gaethje wants some higher-ranked dudes. And and technically, right now, the rankings, throw the rankings out the fucking door. Because who, who would know how to fucking sort that shit out? I don't envy the person that goes through that and is like, oh, okay, so this person lost and that person won. and uh. No, it, it's uh, it's not an easy job. And sometimes it's not black and white. So, uh, you know, you can have a number eight and nine dude that, that fought each other and, um, you know, number nine beat number eight. Why is he still behind him? That doesn't make sense. Who knows? But, um, Gaethje wants some, some top five. He wants, you know, some, some shots. He said, uh, he thinks he's a tough matchup for Khabib. I saw a fucking MMA Twitter going nuts saying, Oh, Gaethje would beat the fuck out of Khabib. Uh, Bad matchup for Khabib and Slow down. Slow down. Bro. <laughs> do you do you watch Khabib when he's absolutely mauling motherfuckers? Like, do you think it would be any different? Like, I'm I'm really hard pressed to find someone who really can hang with Khabib and and beat him. Like I, I said my piece, you can go back, you can call my bluff, you know, before the McGregor and Khabib fight, I thought McGregor was a bad matchup for him because I saw the Michael Johnson fight Khabib had and Michael Johnson was, was doing well in the standup a lot better, a lot better in hindsight than, than Connor did. And, um, so is Khabib beatable? And yeah, I think he is. Every man's beatable. It's just, is he, is he smart enough to kind of come back you know, take one or two more fights, beat a couple dudes, and then say, peace the fuck out, you know, send me location to retirement, uh, I don't know, we'll see, he, he is training, and, uh, that was something I wanted to cover, too, so, um, you know, him and, uh, him and Connor, you know, we'll do a little segment called the Tweet Down, uh, here on TRNT, new segment we're working on. Basically, anything crazy that's going on in the Twitter community, because these dudes go at it. And, uh, you know, Connor's always talking his shit on Twitter, um, you know, after fights. And he, he congratulated uh, Justin on a job well done. 
and then uh, said some shit about Khabib, retweeted one of Khabib's tweets um, where Khabib was saying he put in a good good five rounds. Let me find the tweet. Put in a good five rounds of training, and he can't wait to get back. And kind of retweeted it and just said some douchebag shit. Yeah, great feeling after five championship rounds. See you soon, my fans, very soon. And thank you all you guys for support all these years. Um, yeah. And McGregor retweeted it and said some stupid shit like, Oh, your money got took your brother's. eye got shook some stupid little rhyme. Where is it at? <laughs> you go to Connor's Twitter and it's just all of his biggest fanboys retweeting proper 12. Granted, I was going to get some proper 12 just to try it, but I like whiskey. So uh, we'll see if his whiskey's any good. But yeah, he said, you got your money took and your brother's eye socket shook when you fought me, you little rat. Viva Las Vegas, baby. The gaff always wins. Big stomper party in the wind coming soon. Then he tags proper whiskey and win Las Vegas, hashtag ad. (laughs) And then Khabib kind of gave it back to him and, uh, kind of just dominate him like he did in the ring talked about his honor what do you say I can't find that guys I don't fucking understand uh how Twitter works this shit is is foreign to me I, I'm not I don't I don't do social media like that but I'm trying and shout out to uh I think his name is like no no turn unstoned uh this dude he does these crazy ass fight night follow trains uh, best way to get fucking followers. So uh, definitely follow that dude. I think he's at no no turn unstoned. He did that backwards. You see what he did there? So go check that dude out. If you're into MMA, uh, he's a funny ass dude. Um, does these crazy follow trains and, and you gain a ton of followers. And the, and the best part about it is they're all MMA people. You know, they, they might have a podcast. They might do some blogging or they might just be a casual fan or... A Connor fan. I got a couple of those. Uh, you know the the Connor boys. So, um, but yeah, it was a it was a pretty pretty funny back and forth between uh, Khabib and and Connor. And you can obviously see there's still a lot of animosity there. Um, no shortage of that. So that was uh, that was pretty funny to see. What else do we have? So there were some uh, there's some great fights coming up, man. Like, oh oh, that's what else. So we had all the former. Uh, UFC guys making their one championship debut. So um, had Eddie Alvarez taking on Timothy. Oh man, these people and their names. Oh, that's kind of dope though. If you, I'm sure it's not pronounced like this, but Timothy Nastyukin. If it's nasty, because it's N A S T Y U K H I N, but it's not. I guarantee it's not Nastyukin. If it's Nasty Yukin, that's kind of a fucking dope-ass name. And he should do a play on that Nasty. His his nickname should be like Thug. Like that Thug Nasty dude uh, that's making some waves in the UFC. Uh, Timothy Nasty, whatever his name is, uh, put Eddie Alvarez down in one round. Um, so, yeah, that kind of sucked to see. But honestly, man, when you think about it, and I think Kamara Usman said it best... Um, it was classic Eddie fashion. Come to a new organization, 
lose that first one just to come back and run through the entire division and get the belt. And that's exactly what he did in the UFC. I think his first fight was with Donald Cerrone. And it was at, yeah, 55 when Cerrone was still fighting at 55 then. I know he's back now, but... um, And he lost that fight. Cerrone looked fucking phenomenal. And, uh, you know, Cerrone was, I don't know, maybe number five, somewhere in the middle. And, And Alvarez was coming over, I think, as either the Bellator champ or he had just lost to uh, Michael Chandler. Him and Michael Chandler had some fucking battles. Man, those are some nasty-ass fights. I, I don't know what it is about Eddie Alvarez, and I said this when uh, he was fighting Conor McGregor. <laughs> Something about that dude when he does that. He, like, perks his shoulders up to his ears, and then he does this. He wobbles his head back and forth. He looks so fucking goofy. Someone please tell him to stop that. Don't do not do that anymore. I'm sure it's it's good. It's cracking your neck or loosening you up or something, but there's got to be another n- another move you can do, please. So, um, yeah, he, uh, he got TKO'd in, in round one. You know, yeah, I, I don't know if I feel one way or the other about that. I'm not a huge Eddie Alvarez fan, but I, I would like to see UFC guys go elsewhere and, and still have a successful career or, or, you know, put things together. But I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe his time is kind of past, uh, you know, he very well could come back from this and, and dominate, but you got to think he's been doing it a while. And I mean, he, this is his, you know, third that we know of third organization. I'm sure there were some, you know, regionals, him coming up and that kind of shit, maybe ring, you know, cage warriors or king of the ring or whatever the fuck. But, um, I don't know. I just don't know if if he has it uh, anymore. So we'll see. We'll see where that goes. But um, this Timothy nasty dude is pretty nasty with that KO. Uh, TKO. TKO. Shit. And then uh, DJ. Man, I still can't believe. I still can't believe DJ went to one. Um it's it's just so weird man like dj was in my opinion like one of the one of the greats man like this dude dominated an entire division if he would have stuck around just a little bit longer maybe we could have got that fucking dj versus tj you know pre this fucking usada scandal that's going on uh that's making tj relinquish his belt which looks guilty as fuck um but I, I don't think, I really don't think, I still feel that Henry Cejudo didn't do enough to win that that second fight. I, I don't think so. Like, any, you look back historically, any title fight, if you don't absolutely dominate the champion, you're not leaving with the belt. And I don't feel he dominated him. He got some takedown, sure. That's surprising because Demetrius Johnson Johnson is very elusive. Um, he held him down a couple times. Great. But I, I don't feel he really had that great of a night against him. Um, but shout out to Cejudo still because he knocked fucking DJ cold the fuck out. Um, not cold the fuck out. That's that's my over overuse uh, exclamation. But he he uh, definitely took care of business with, with TJ. Whether you say that's... Uh, premature stoppage or what but um he still looked really good really good so um 
DJ had, I say all this to say this, uh, DJ had his debut uh, at 1FC2, and I'm trying to find who who the fuck is that guy that he fought. So Timothy, okay. Um, oh, and then that other chick, Angela Lee, she was trying to be a champ champ, and she got shut down. Oh, are you serious? Well, I don't know who Demetrius Johnson fought, but he won. He he uh, got him in a nice uh, guillotine. Um, really nice guillotine. Tapped him out and uh, did his sweet ass little. Oh, here we go. Uh, Yuya Wakamatsu. Man, if I gotta be a one FC fucking fan now, and all these damn names, it's gonna be a long, long show. Um, but yeah, and then Zhang Jing Nan stopped Angela Lee. Um, Angela Lee, I, I just know her because they're like she's like the the poster girl for that organization right now. And uh, I, I, I'm assuming I, I'm from what I gather, it was a. A champ champ situation. She, I think, moved up or moved down. It was a straw weight fight. So maybe she's coming down. And uh, she got some nasty hit with some nasty liver shots and um, got finished. So that one got denied. But um, so, yeah, you had that, that going on. Um, I think there was some boxing on, too. Some fucking dude bit another dude in the stomach, like, the fuck is going on boxing get your shit together like i know well yeah you had mickey gall biting diego sanchez but come on come on boxing didn't you learn from mike tyson like just get your shit together stop stop with the bullshit and fucking make tyson fury and fucking deontay wilder too make that goddamn fight and stop robbing my man triple g of fucking decisions um what else was going on? Oh, I was going to talk about some upcoming fights, man. So, yeah, let me see what we got going on. So, obviously, the one that's uh, that's on my mind is uh, Poirier and uh, and Holloway. And that's coming up uh, UFC 236, April 13th. So, two weeks. Two weeks is all we have to wait. Max Holloway, Dustin Poirier. Then you got that Kev- Kelvin Gaslam. Uh, Israel Adesanya, uh, who else is on that card? Eric Anders, Khalil Roundtree. There was a dude on on Twitter. Uh, I think his name was Richard, and he looks like he does your parents' taxes. And he was talking some mad shit to Eric Anders, saying he would he would beat him and to come by at some gym. And they were going back and forth. And then Eric Anders outed him and and showed a DM that he sent like, Hey man, I was just joking, but you know, could we train sometime or some bullshit? I don't know. Um, who else is on that? Welterweight Alan Yuban. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. He's taking on Beanie Siegel. Is this real life? Is this dude's fucking name Beanie Siegel for real? Or is it pronounced Beanie Siegel? Sigil or something stupid. It better be fucking Beanie Siegel. If you're named something similar to that, that's some bullshit. And OSP, Ovin St. Prue, is on that card as well, uh, taking on Nikita Krylov. Um, that should be a pretty interesting fight. Um, 
man, Max Holloway and Dustin Poirier. I'm so excited for this fight. Um, obviously, Poirier got the the first one, so this is definitely redemption. But Max is a is a fucking different animal now. He's a completely different fighter. He's evolved so much. Every time that dude comes out, literally just gets better and better. And everybody was talking like mad shit before the Brian Ortega fight. Um, when he had to pull out, he had like mental health issues that later came out. He had the concussion. They were like, Oh, is this all going to affect him? And he came out and just made Brian Ortega look, look amateur. And I like Brian Ortega. I thought he, he was looking slick up until that point. Um, and then he ran up against a fucking prime Max Holloway. So that's a good one. Uh, they just announced um, a couple other ones. I think uh, Overeem. Yeah, Alistair Overeem and Alexander Volkov. Uh, that's going to be fight night 149. So that's going to be a interesting matchup. I think um, I think Volkov is probably going to take it. I don't know. Alistair, I, I was such a big fan of that dude when he came over. Um, <clears throat> I think he, was, he came over from Glory. I think he was in kickboxing. Or maybe he came over from Strikeforce. I don't know. But... Uh, I was I was a big fan of that dude, and then he just kind of let me down time and time again. You know, he, he beat Brock Lesnar, but big deal. Um, but just when you think he's got some momentum going, he gets that fucking Hadouken from Francis Ngannou and gets blasted into the fucking stratosphere. So uh, I'll probably go with Volkov on that one. Um... ESPN on three card uh, coming up. Uh, man, we got a lot of fights. When So April 13th, April 20th, April 27th. So three weekends in fucking in April. Just take all my money, UFC. All of it. Or don't because I find a good stream. Just kidding. I didn't say that. Uh, UFC on three. Yoel Romero, uh, Ronaldo Souza. Uh, I think that's a rematch too. Yeah, they fought before, so I'm not, I'm not that excited about that fight. I, I'm really not. I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a big uh, Souza fan. Yoel Romero, he's a monster. I, I would like to see him take it. I hope he does. Um, Greg Hardy, the wife beater, he's back taking on Dmitry Smolyakov. I hope I say that right. Uh, fuck it if I don't. So we'll see what happens with that dude. Uh, got that. Weird knockout disqualification in his first, like, actual UFC fight. Uh, the Brazilian Cowboys coming back. He's always fun to watch. Taking on Mike Perry. Uh, Mike Platinum Perry, who's 2% African and says the N-word now because he's cool. So that should be an interesting fight. Uh, who else is on that? He got some decent fights. Glover Teixeira's fighting some dude I don't fucking know. John Lineker. He's always fun to watch. Bantamweight taking on Corey Sandhagen. I don't know that dude, but... Um, a lot of shit going on in April. Uh, and then they announced Ally Quinta and Donald Cerrone. That's going to be a freaking amazing fight. Donald Cerrone, man, he's, he's focused and he, he's wanting the belt. And I think, uh, I think this is probably going to be his last hurrah. So if he gets up there, um, and gets to fight for it, you know, I think he's going to be done soon after. I don't know. Maybe not. He's a crazy motherfucker. Maybe he'll fight until he's 50, but he, he's got like a newly found focus. I mean, he, you know, he has a son now and he beat the shit out of that Alex Hernandez kid. And, and it kind of took him to say like, you're old as shit. You, day one, you should be fighting for the belt. He's like, yeah, you're right. You did say something that kind of woke me up. Uh, I, I mentioned Rose Namajunas taking on Jessica Andrade. 
hopefully in the co-main event of that one, we'll get to see Jose Aldo uh, take on Alexander Volkanov, uh, Volkanovsky, not to be confused with Volkanov. Um, but I just saw Aldo's got some some knee infection or some crazy shit, and he doesn't know if he'll be able to fight or not uh, by May 11th. So hopefully he'll he'll be able to uh, to do that. Oh man! And then you, yeah, that's the Brazil card. So a bunch of Brazilians, uh, including Anderson Silva. Quick turnaround. Antonio Nogueira's fighting. Why? Don't do that. Tiago Alves. So that's May. Uh, another event in May. Oh, that one got announced too. Uh, Rafael dos Anjos and Kevin Lee. That's going to be a, a really good fight. Uh, welterweight. So Kevin Lee, that's yeah, that's news because Kevin Lee moved up to welterweight and he said, "Hey, these these uh these lightweights are fucking around. I don't have time." So he's uh he's going up in weight. I don't know. These are both former uh former lightweights. So we'll see we'll see how that pans out. No other good fights on that that I'm. Uh, Anthony Smith and Gustafson got announced. You guys probably heard about. They did finally announce uh, Henry Cejudo taking on Marlon Moraes. Moraes, I don't know. Shevchenko uh, defending her newly earned title against Jessica I. Uh, Tatiana Suarez and Nina Ansaroff. That's the sleeper right there. Tatiana Suarez is beastly for the straw weight. So uh, I, I, you're you're hearing it here and now. Uh, I'm telling you, Nina Ansaroff is. Uh, if you don't know, that's. Uh, Amanda Nunez's uh, lady friend. Oh, and they, they announced uh, Woodley and Lawler too. Uh, not too crazy about that fight. Why? Why UFC? I guess, yeah. I I really think they should have gave fucking Lawler a run it back against Askren. Because that was some bullshit. And if you fucking still think he was unconscious... On that bullshit ass bulldog choke. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here, bro. No. You. Yeah, I don't even want to get into it. There's people that still are like, you fucking tap. No, no, he didn't. He didn't tap. Uh, John Jones, Tiago Santo, Santos uh, coming up in July. Amanda Nunez and Holly Holm are going to be the co main event. That should be a good fight. Dude, if Holly Holm, if she comes on her A game, dude, she's fucking beastly. And uh, I, I really like her chances in this fight. That should be a great fight. Amanda Nunez is a is a monster. Like, she's, I was telling everybody, everybody, she is going to sleep Cyborg. She is going to fucking sleep her. And she did. Cyborg didn't have shit for her. So, uh, so I told you so. But that fight, I think, is a little more evenly matched. Even though I think fucking Cyborg and Holly Holm fought and she lost, but she looked off. I don't, I don't know what the hell was going on. But if she's on, that should be a damn good fight. Um, other than that, guys, uh, trying to think of crazy shit. I mean, you obviously everybody's heard about Conor McGregor, but I think, I think everybody's over that dude, and I think he senses it, and and you see, you kind of see the sense of desperation in his tweets. Like he's gotta keep throwing out shit to fucking stay relevant, and it's like, dude, listen, I was, 
I was a fan, right? When he first came out and he was talking that talk and walking that walk too, um, you know, I was like, hey, man, this dude is great. You know, he just put Aldo to sleep in 13 seconds. This dude's legit. Um, Saw him beat Eddie Alvarez handedly. He lost to Nate Diaz but was looking good in that fight until he got choked. And I'm like, oh, that was a really quick tap and that was a really fucking rookie move to give your back up. Uh, but I guess when you're getting your ass beat and there's no other choice, you kind of pass them up, right? Uh, or arm armadillo, whichever one of those fucking creatures, you know, or potato bug, whatever that puts you in a fetal position, like don't beat my ass anymore. That's what he did. And then he got choked out. And then you see a pattern with this dude. And then you hear people start calling him McTapper. And that's like, yeah, that's fitting. Perfect nickname, McTapper. So, um, you know, Conor, Conor McGregor, um, if you guys are living under a fucking rock, um, got, he got brought in, uh, by the fucking Dublin or Ireland police back in, I think January on some sexual assault charges, um, some hotel or, or fucking, yeah, hotel thing that he frequents often. Uh, some girl said he, he tried to rape her and then there was some bullshit unverified source out there spreading rumors that, you know, he fucking sodomized her or some crazy shit. Who knows? Who knows? But, um, dude doesn't have a, uh, a good fucking history of just making bad decisions, bad decision after bad decision. You know, he's had the fucking, that goofy ass dude with his fucking tucked in shirt and sandals, uh, wearing some white socks that he broke, uh, Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor broke his phone. Um, and that dude like sued him or whatever happened. So that shit happened. And then bam, um, you know, coincidentally, uh, according to his camp, the same day he tweeted out the fucking tweet saying he's retiring from the, f- the sport formerly known as mixed martial art singular, um, was the same day that story broke again saying he's being, he's under investigation, under investigation for that. So, um, We'll see what happens, but this dude, I don't know. And then he's posting all these, you know, training pictures of him boxing. Who knows? Who knows what that dude's thinking to do, um, what he's going to do, but I don't know. I think I think he needs to stop tweeting for a while. There's a couple people that I think should stop tweeting, Donald Trump being one of them, and probably fucking Conor McGregor. Like, just just for a day. Take it, take it away. Don't just look outside. Uh, put your phone down. Maybe all of us could uh, could benefit from that, right? Uh, everyone's opinions from now and now and then start to get annoying, and you say to yourself, "I I could have lived my life without seeing that fucking retarded thing." So um, we'll see what he does, but yeah, I, I think he's just—it's all desperation. He's just trying to stay relevant, and it's like, dude, if you're not gonna fucking fight, then don't say shit. You're you're not relevant anymore. You know, the, the Donald Cerrone fight never materialized. Iaquint has been calling him out. Now people are just going to stop calling him out because they know, like, he's he's not trying to fight anymore. He's not really about that life. And Dana will always praise him and say he's got enough money, which he does. He's got his whiskey, whatever else. So cheers, mate. But stop tweeting. Stop tweeting dumbass shit and looking like an idiot. And, and calm your fucking fanboys down. Tell these dudes... You're not the greatest fucking mixed martial artist ever. 
All right, you did some cool shit for the sport, highest paid, mainly because you got the gift of gab. Your your fighting skills, yeah, you're you're a decent striker, but there there's been greats before you. There'll be greats after you. You know, the sport will live on. So, um, no, I appreciate all the love, man. Twitter community has been uh, absolutely phenomenal. Um, we're just gonna try and pump out content, man. Like I, I want to do this show and I want to make it entertaining and and somewhat different for um what you guys are used to i don't want it to be just another dude fucking giving you the recaps and i I really want to make it entertaining for you guys and do some different things so i'm working through those but i still just want to talk to you guys let you know i'm still here let you know i'm still watching the fight still a big fucking fight fan and uh it will always at least for me be the rear naked truth Thank you for tuning in. Check us out. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, all your fucking podcasting things. Tell your friends. Tell your friend to tell a friend. And uh, keep tuning in. We appreciate the love.